All right, everybody, Stephen Key here, and we have a special event for you today on InventRight TV. We have Hasbro coming on. Everybody knows Hasbro. They're one of the largest toy companies in the world with over 1,500 brands. Wow. I've got a show for you today that you're not going to believe because I've got one of the largest companies in the world, hey. or in okay. the world, um, they're going to share to me and to you, what does it take to get a licensing deal at Hasbro? Now, you guys, I know that's a dream come true. I've been in the toy industry for many, many years, and that's like the big, that's the big time, isn't it? I mean, is that the biggest, I mean, that's like the biggest thing you can do in the toy industry. Is that right? I think so. Okay, I do too. So, so today we're going to talk a little bit about how to submit ideas to Hasbro. We're going to talk about this great platform called Spark, and we've got two wonderful people with us today. And um, Jared, I want to start with you first, all right? Sure. And I want you to introduce yourself a little bit because I know you've been at Hasbro for a few years now. A few now, yeah. A yep. few years. And tell us a little bit about you and what you're doing and what the great opportunity that's happened now, not only for us here, but maybe other people around the world. Yeah, uh, my name's Jared Wade. I'm the SVP of Design Innovation uh, at Hasbro. I lead uh, what we call our Hasbro Spark team. Uh, and that includes our inventor relations team, some of our advanced technology development internally, uh, as well as some of our play testing. So we see ourselves as kind of the one of the innovation engines within Hasbro. And a lot of that's working with external innovators. Um, and so we're excited. Thank you for having us here uh, together with Leo. Um, you know, we're really uh, growing our partnerships around the globe. Um, and one of the ways we've done that is launching our new spark.hasbro.com platform. Uh, which has been out a few years in the U.S. now, but we're starting to branch that out globally to really tap into even more of the, the innovators around the world. Now, wait a minute. I want to talk about this because Spark is a portal on your site that I went through. It's very easy to navigate. Thank you very much for doing that. Um, but you're looking for ideas from anybody and everyone, basically everywhere? That's right. Yeah. I mean, we have an amazing network of inventors. Uh, we were talking a little bit before the interview about just the talent of, of, of inventors within the toy community, toy and game community. Um, but we're seeing more and more. There's so many great ideas from the outside. And in the past, it's been hard to know how to navigate that, where to go with your good ideas. Um, you may have had to go to an agent or try to break through uh, at different uh, communications and uh, connections. We're trying to make that as seamless as possible. Um, people now are are savvy enough to know they can go to spark.hasbro.com and trying to make it easy for them to submit their ideas um, and have a direct line to our inventor relations uh, team here internally. So taking those barriers away uh, and making it as easy as possible benefits the creators and it benefits us that we're getting the best ideas in the world. Well, you know what's interesting? Looking back years ago, it was not that e it wasn't easy, right? I mean, you, you, you had to probably know somebody, maybe a toy broker, it wasn't really easy to break in, but you have realized that, hey, great ideas could come from any of us anywhere, and you've kind of opened that door. So let's talk about Spark for just a minute. I went there. We have a lot of people that have submitted ideas. It's fairly easy, isn't it? Could you explain the process just a little bit? Because you have to sign a submission form, mm -hmm. kind of, and that's pretty straightforward. I see that. But the one question I have about that. Um, I saw that uh, you have a computer kind of doing the first evaluations. Talk about that because that just blows my mind. <laughs> well, we, we worked with some partners uh, to help. It, a lot of it's about documentation and making sure that we're 
entering things correctly. Um, and so we get thousands and thousands of submissions through that portal already, even before we go global. So some of that algorithm helps us to make sure that the information is complete or that it's, you know, we're not getting a, an idea for a culinary accessory versus a, a toy or game. So some of that is just a basic filtering um, to help make sure that we're getting the things uh, that are on target and that we're not wasting anyone's time if it's something that's not not appropriate in that in that case. But yeah, because I'm sure you're getting quite a few submissions through that. Um, but you're looking at when you go world, is it worldwide? Is that what's happening or not yet? So we've just launched uh, or officially have launched in uh, in addition to the US, we're now in Canada, the UK, okay. uh, Australia, New Zealand and Hong Kong uh, as our first phase. Um, but we're, we're already working on the other countries we'll be rolling out through the rest of this year and into next year. Some of those innovation hubs like Germany, Israel, Brazil, other places around the world will be getting them out as soon as possible. All right. So you need a mechanism to look at those ideas pretty quick if they fit a certain category. If not, that's going to be crazy. If it's crazy now in the U.S., it's going to be really insane because it's all global. OK, um, I want to dig a little bit deeper. Then I want to get over to Leo for a minute because Leo. Um, really went through the portal and we're going to talk about your experience with that in just a minute all right because that i think this is going to be really interesting so tell me please um about you know you have steps to submit a concept or an idea it sounds very straightforward it's a 60 second video mm -hmm. it, it could be maybe um a concept an idea it could be a drawing maybe it could be a, a sell sheet is that what is that typically what you're looking for yeah, I, I think there's some basic things to get an idea across, and usually those drawings, sell sheets, things like that are important. But I would say there's there's uh, nothing like a good video, and I think you probably talked about this quite a bit. But the the you know the picture tells a thousand words, a video, a good video tells a million, and it it really is that video. And this is one of the things when we get to Leo, like he did so amazingly uh, in that that portal, is if you're able to convey how to play with a toy, how to play with a game and get across the fun, get across a little bit of that sneak peek of that commercial moment, that moment under the, you know, under the tree, how the, how the kid's playing with it when he unboxes it, or she unboxes it and, and sits around the table with the family. Like getting that across in that early video is okay. magic. And that's the spark that really, you know, can draw attention to an idea. So should my video be 10 minutes or should I do it in 60 seconds? I know as some vendors like to go a little long. Yeah, 60 seconds is usually enough, you know, if, if you're getting the idea across and you can show the novelty of the idea and the promise, you know, that's that's going to be you want to catch somebody quickly and you want to lead with that. You don't want to wait till 10 minutes in to get to the punchline. Um, but I will say, like, you know, sometimes when you get to games and more complicated submissions, okay. you may need a little more time. That's all right. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, maxing out that that 60 seconds uh, with the, the, you know, the, the impact and the innovation is, is always key. I want to talk a little bit about, um, we talked about the 60 seconds, maybe a sell sheet, you know, maybe a one-line benefit. Hey, this is what it does. Okay, those type of things for you to get a good read in the category, of course, so you make sure it fits. It's right not place. a kitchen product you're looking for here. So um, my question is, how do people really know what to submit? Because mm -hmm. you've got... Uh, 1500 brands is that what i saw i mean probably yeah that's probably accurate yeah okay. quite a few you know we, we we're obviously focused in on more of the you know our active franchise brands and and partner brands so there, there's ones that we have that are more active uh, that people can see it, it really online i think and just seeing what's what's at shelf and what's coming with our partners um but we're always looking to reactivate you know new experiences based okay. on brands as well so um 
you know, knowing what to submit, it is, it's, it, like you mentioned earlier, that there's a lot of uh, players out there. Um, and it's, it's always, it's not always easy to know where that, that white space is. Um, but you really have to kind of go with your gut in some cases. So much of the toy business is about gut and the proof of fun. And if you have something that's fun, it, right. it, it carves its own white space out, <laughs> I would say. Okay. Um, so for if I was starting out, let's say, and I'm really interested in submitting to Hasbro and I have a couple of ideas, should I go to your website and really understand kind of what you do, your product line a little bit, really understand maybe price point too? I mean, yeah. what what other tips and advice can you give the, us listeners advice to make sure, you know, we're kind of hitting a target a little bit because you've seen so many ideas in the past yeah. How do I invent for the future for you of not knowing what's been done in the past? We, we talk a little bit about, um, you know, one way we look at it is revolutionary innovation versus evolutionary innovation. And their evolutionary innovation could be you know, new themes or new, slightly new ways to do something we've done before. And, you know, that's not really going to break through as much when it's a okay. new inventor submitting. Revolutionary innovation and things that are new ways to play. You know, how to use a material in a new way, how to... Uh, create a new experience that, that hasn't been done. Um, you know, those, those are the kind of things that are going to break through the most. Um, but I, I'd say the bottom line, it all comes down to making sure it's, it's, you're showing the fun, you know, not showing the impact, not just showing um, a mechanism or a material or, or, or thing, but showing what the impact of that is on the, on the, the final user. You know, how does that make you think? Capturing that, capturing that magic moment, right? Is that what that is kind of? Okay. It is. You, That's why we love this industry. It's all about it's all about bringing the it, fun. It, it really is. So um, if I and I know a lot of people are going to have this, they, you've probably seen this a million times. So maybe this is good. and Maybe it's bad. But let's say I have a new idea to how to use one of your brands. A new twist on Monopoly. Is that sure. something you're interested in, too, or no or yes? Absolutely. And we've okay. we've seen you know, I, have, I have some examples behind me. Connect for, you know, an, an inventor item from way back that we continue to innovate on with new inventors um, year after year. So uh, those are all, you know, definitely ideas we want to see. Okay. You know, maybe not so much new themes for Monopoly and like, you know, just doing a skin of a different theme. We, we have that kind of thing covered, but a new gameplay that, that taps into the DNA Monopoly. Absolutely. I'm really curious. I asked about this. You're going to show me an example of uh, a, a brand, a, a, a toy that you've had for years, but someone came with a different twist. Can you show us that product real quick there? Yeah, and twist is a good example in this case, but Connect4, <laughs> a brand that everybody knows and loves and probably has in their house. Now, but uh, we work with IDEO who brought this idea to us for a Connect4 spin and a whole new way to play Connect4, if you can see on my screen where you have the, the, the layers actually flipping around. Um, so it brings a whole new twist, whole fun way to play. But this, this is just an example of how you can take a, an existing beloved brand and think of it in a new way. Oh, wonderful. Thank you for showing us that. Okay, Leo, I got some questions for you because you have gone through the portal, right? <laughs> That's right. So before we get there, Leo, talk a little bit about yourself because I know you do have a background in entertainment and games, right? So share a little bit about what you've done and um, so we get to know you a little bit. Okay. Sure, yeah. So my name's Leo Taylor. I've been a game designer for specifically in board games. Uh, it's been a big passion of mine. I've been making games for about 10 years. I will say I've gone pro in the last four by being like, I think I want to do this full time. I'm going to try to make that happen. 
Um, I was a, a kind of person who always made games for my friends. And honestly, I had a lot of encouragement from friends who were like, you, you got to do something with these ideas. I was like, nah, that, that's a long shot. I would never try that. But they're like, no, no, try it. So they kind of pushed me towards submitting to companies. Um, and I thought, hey, I grew up with Hasbro games. It's, a, you know, I played a lot of Risk, Monopoly with my family, great memories. So I was like, I'll just take a shot. And I was actually really pleasantly surprised, like you said, with the Spark platform is very open, easy to submit. I wasn't like, I, I imagined I'd have to call some people, try to like meet the right people. I've always heard that it's a it's an uphill battle, but it wasn't that big of a deal. I just submitted a video. Now I did, uh, talking about videos and submissions, I did put a little bit of thought and I did invest just a little bit in someone who's professional, uh, you know, film photographer to shoot my idea. And I think that went a long way um, just because I was like, I only got one shot. Let me try to make it the best I can before I submit, hit that submit button. Um, what was and it? So, tell, tell me about that. When you decide, I mean, you're really reaching for the top here, right? I mean, yeah, I didn't know at the time. I thought, you know, toys, games, let me just submit to Hasbro. I didn't think much of the like, that's the top of the top. Now, looking back, I'm pleasantly surprised how everything turned out. And it's been a great journey. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's it, it's kind of a long shot. And it seems like it worked out. So you you get ready. Um, games is your thing. You you read all the submission agreement. You agree. You hit the button and you send it. Okay. Now, what do you do? Do you just wait? And how long do you wait? And are you nervous? I mean, I want to know that experience because it seems to me sometimes when they go into it's like a black hole. It goes into a portal. What are they doing with this? And maybe Jerry <laughs> could talk a little bit about that process. But let's say it goes in there. How long do you wait before you get a response? So I, as someone who submits to more than, you know, a bunch of companies, it can be, as you know, for a variety of different times, but with Hasbro it was actually relatively quick. Okay. I would say they got back to me and I actually got a phone call out of the blue from Tanya, a lady, a really awesome lady who works at Hasbro at Adventure Relations. Okay. And she gave me a personal call because she says, Hey, we saw your video. It looks really good. We're impressed by the video, but kind of what impressed me is they were actually more interested in learning about me as a designer. They're like, we love your product. We want to learn more, but also what else, like, who are you? You know, we haven't seen you in the industry. Let me, let me kind of pick it like who you are and do you have any other ideas? And so it was kind of um, out the gate, a relationship building. Yeah, I want to talk to about that for just a minute. Jared, it's really important to have that relationship, isn't it? Because I, I've heard um, that it's because of that relationship going back and forth, sometimes an idea needs to be retweaked or redesigned a little bit. Is that, is that why that's so important? To, to Hasbro? Absolutely. And I mean, the most valuable thing we have is not the idea itself, but it's the relationships that keep the, those ideas coming and building. And Leo's a great example of that as we get into kind of the success he's had. Um, we, Tanya, who he mentioned, is amazing. She is, she is our games, Tanya Thompson is our, our games guru and one of the best in the industry when it comes to her games knowledge, but also in reaching out and making connections with inventors and especially young inventors and mentoring them and teaching them and, and it actually improves chances for for future placement but but to your point on the on the relationships you know i'm i'm a i'm a designer from way back like that was my entry into the toy business as a creative so we build out our team with creatives who understand that that piece of development what what right. what an idea means to the creator and how to treat it with respect so building on that you know we want to make sure that we're firing on all cylinders with our partners so Leo, all right, you, you you get it in there, you get the call. I'm sure you're probably like, you, oh, I was so excited. Yeah. What did that feel like? I mean, it was it was surreal because I was honestly 
hanging out with my mom on vacation. I didn't expect anything. Um, and I just got a call and I was like, what's this number? I'll, I'll answer it. And so it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was crazy. I didn't expect to get an actual phone call. Um, and so that was nice to actually get to talk with her and put a human to the, cause you know how it is you, when you submit to a big company, you're like, oh, it'll probably be very sterile, but the process was very human. Okay. And every step of the way, when I talked to someone who worked at Hasbro, I was very, uh, no offense, but very pleasantly surprised that it wasn't like a hard, like, oh, you need to prove yourself to us. It was more like, hey, what? You're a designer, so what else do you got? Uh, nice. So it was very open arms. That was nice. So what was the process after that? I mean, was it, um, and, and maybe, Jared, you could help with that, because once an idea comes in and you're looking at it, evaluating it, what is the process to saying, to actually getting to the point saying, hey, we want it, we're going forward, we're going to send you a licensing agreement. Is that like in a week, 10 days, three months? What does that look like? It's usually about two month process of evaluation. We, you know, getting to next stages, and everyone, every case is a little different depending on which category, where the opportunities lie, and 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 so on. How how fleshed out an idea is, but we have um, individual uh, inventor relations staff who are focused on different categories. So Tanya, for example, at Games work closely with Leo, but we have uh, other folks in other other uh, categories who will work directly with the inventor, work directly with the teams to make sure we're having those communications and finding the best home for it, the idea. Okay, that's not very long. I mean, no, that's I, and that's 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 uh you know sometimes we move quicker, sometimes it takes longer, depending on the complexity. But we're always striving to get those answers quickly. Can you tell me that is looking at all the submissions coming out and taking one? Is there an area where you're still excited, but it could drop off? Could it be a? I've heard that pricing is a really big issue, right? That an idea comes in. Everybody might just love it, but when you really look at hitting a certain retail price point, and this thing might be designed in such a way you can't, you cannot hit that, mm -hmm. it kind of falls out. Is that a big deal, little deal, or how important is that? It's a big deal in that we need to make sure that the consumer is going to get the experience they expect at the price they're willing to pay. So it's always a consideration. Uh, but our goal, and this is part of the the benefit of having a development arm of our our team as well under the Hasbro Spark Group, is we can help to get the um, feasibility study quicker. You know, and make those decisions faster because we don't want anything to drag on and then have a fall off at the end. We want to evaluate with the inventor up front, make quicker decisions so they can you know, base their next steps on, on whatever that decision is. Well, two months seems like a pretty short time. How excited? I know you got the call and you're a little surprised that, that they're so like friendly and they want to work with you. So tell me your experience next. What happened? Leo, what, what, so in your mind, what, what did they ask for next and what did you have to do? Did you have to do any more or was it kind of just off sailing on by itself now? <laughs> I think so the, the video I submitted um, was a kind of sizzle reel of the full game rules. So the next thing they asked me is to, can you send me the full video of how to play it, any more material, um, stuff I already kind of had ready. It didn't seem like it was big asks. It was mostly just like, can you send us some more things? Um, they also, we also agreed to an option agreement so they could hold on to it. They seemed excited about the idea. So they wanted to grab it. Um, and honestly, there was just a open line of communication from then on. She was like, here's an email. Um, also, we can go ahead and just kind of start getting a back and forth on what we might need from you. Nice. Um, and that was something that I did consciously try, like talking about relationship building. I did consciously try to be always available for them to kind of be a two-way street, you know? So it's like, Okay. Anytime you guys need me, I will get on a call. We can, I'll send you anything you need. <laughs> just, I just want this game to get. Yeah, to I want to talk. About, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about that relationship. And, and, and Jared, maybe you can help us understand that. How important it is to find someone 
that's very talented you want to work with, but them having the right attitude and willing to work with you. I mean, is there something you can kind of guide what you're kind of looking for that makes the process easier? And, and maybe there's certain attitudes that don't. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it's the openness. You know, I think it's in, you know, we're, especially in the inventor relations uh, business, we're, our job is to represent the inventor and, and champion their ideas, you know, elevate their ideas. And sometimes that means taking a, a left or right turn from the, the core idea that was presented. We may have an opportunity in this brand versus the one that was intended. Um, so that openness of the willingness to, to the, the two-way street, Leo mentioned, of being willing to go along the journey, um, you know, is one of the, the biggest things I'd say. Okay. So, Leo, did they ask for a prototype next? I mean, when did that happen? And it, did you send them one? Did you have one? I did. So that was actually a little bit of my prep uh, before I submitted it to companies. I wanted to get a really good video, and I wanted to have a prototype that I could uh, click a button on a like I use Game Crafter. There's a couple prototyping for board games specifically out there. Right. Um, and I had a I had it ready to go. So I knew like if anyone wanted it, I could hit a button and send it to them. They did ask for yeah. one. Then they asked for a couple more um, right. just to be like to pass internally. And that was all good news to me. I was like, yes, the more the more you more prototypes you want, probably the better, right? <laughs> so I think you're smart with that. I was Let's happy talk to about send protection it. for just a minute. A lot of inventors are worried right about protecting their you know their ideas or concepts or inventions so is there anything you could suggest to them that they should do jared yeah uh, i think the documentation is key yeah and that's right. that's something we hold very important and one of the, the aspects of the spark.hasbro.com is to make sure that we're documenting what's submitted all along the way because that protects the inventor as much as it protects hasbro to make sure that their ideas are represented and captured correctly so that's that's one of the biggest things um is making should they file for a patent or maybe a copyright or something like that, or a PP, a provisional patent application? Is that up to them at that point? It's applicable. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, any a, a patentable idea is always a more valuable idea because it allows us to do something, you know, okay. more with it exclusively within the industry. And that's, that's going to be more valuable than Hasbro or any other company. Um, so, but it's not necessary. It's not, it's not required. And a lot of people ask us that, do I have to have a patent before I submit? Right. And we have some of the best patent attorneys in the, in the business that, we take an idea in we can help to to uh, facilitate that process as well so um not required i'd say it's great when you can do it on your own but it's not absolutely not required because we can we can work together on it as well i've heard that games instructional games probably copyright would be great leo is that something you've looked into too copywriting your work i did actually this is kind of funny how i mentioned it came full circle is i actually during this part in my story where i am now just getting uh talking to hasbro i actually have watched a lot of your invent right videos because i was looking for any answers on anything in the industry i was like i watched the interview with rich i watched some interviews with like anyone in the toy industry i was soaking it up um at this point i it was a learning experience um i decided not to go with the patent and i think it was an okay choice because from what i've heard in the board game industry it's hard to say like this is a very specific unique invention card games, you know, or card games. Um, pretty, pretty much. Okay, good, mm -hmm. good advice. Um, a lot of inventors too are worried about, and maybe there's, maybe you have an answer. I think you do for this, but I have to ask anyway. So let's say I submit an idea to you and it's in the works or have you already seen it before? For whatever reason, a year later, that idea comes out um, and they're like, wait a minute, I submitted it that, to you guys and now it's out. Um, how do you handle situations like that? Is that is that hard to handle it, or do you have documentation to show them? Because usually you probably do. So how do you handle that? 
Yeah, in the best case, and this is where organization is so important and documentation uh, systems that we have to track these things. Um, it's handling with transparency and, and honesty with the inventors. Um, and usually in those situations, if we've tracked everything correctly, you can see the trail of where ideas came from, okay. what was communicated when, and, and that early communication is, is always most important. You know, some things we may have to track down, you know, and, and that's where, you know, it gets a little more complicated, but it, again, as long as we're operating with transparency, then, then everything works out the way it should. So what a great opportunity. What was it like to, um, Leo, tell me, your product's on the market now, is that correct? So the game that I originally submitted is actually coming out in 2024. So it's Ooh. it's a funny story because I, I have a game that I submitted. The very first game is coming out in a, you know, a year or two. But um, that opened the door. That one game, I think, showed them my value as a designer. And so they then asked, hey, do you have any more ideas? And that kind of started the the flow of me pitching all the ideas I've had backlogged and other prototypes. And that led to them actually reaching out and asking us, Hey, would you like to try to make a, a clue escape room in a box? And it's, um, it's a whole nother story, but me and my two best friends, these are the pictures of them right here. <laughs> we started a company and we met working at an escape room, uh, designing like the actual physical escape rooms. And so we, we said, you know what, let's team up, let's make a company. Let's go for this clue game. And this is actually the first one that came out, even though it's not the first one I pitched and, and oh, talked to them through this part. Wait, what? This is really interesting because looking back at my career, I did a lot of submitting in different industries and they ended up hiring me to do a lot of work because, and I really liked it because I got to know the people, I got to know the industry a little bit and had those relationships. Is that happening a lot with some of your, your talented uh, inventors that are submitting ideas to you? Yeah, I'd, I'd say, I mean, Leo's a great example where we've been able to tap into his skills, but it's part of that partnership, that relationship building. Every inventor is different. Some have different skill sets and, and some inventors prefer to only work on a you know concept submission basis, which is totally fine. Uh, but others are you know interested in doing some of that work for hire kind of, hey, we've got this mechanism we can't figure out. Can you do it? The more you know that inventor, the more you can tap into them and they have a win-win situation. So again, all about the relationship and the That's building right. Well, is there anything else um, that I missed, Jared, that you'd like to talk about that um, my audience needs to know about Spark and about Hasbro and about anything that can help them help you? Yeah, I, I think it's about, well, one, reaching out. Don't be afraid. Like, right. like Taking that step, I think, is an important thing to get. You know, if you have an idea you've been sitting on, sometimes the best way to, to kind of learn the business is to jump into it. And you might, you know, be, be lucky enough like a Leo that, that it sparks something that we're able to build on. But, you know, I, I think always coming at it with the aspect of, of um, purity of creating a fun new play experience, you know, that never losing sight of that experience, because that's gonna, that's gonna make an idea breakthrough. Um, it's gonna make, you know, it's, it's, it's gonna, the biggest driver of success is is really that spark of fun and play. Well, thank you. Uh, Leo, last thing for you. Um, looks like your career's taken off. Looks like you got a product coming out in a year or so. And so your career is kind of going like this. How do you feel about all that? And what would you tell the <laughs> next uh, toy inventor wannabe? What should they do? Well, the first part, I'm obviously super excited. I mean, it's a dream come true. I love designing. And if I can keep designing, I'm happy. Um, the second thing is I would say kind of a micro version of what Jared said is if you're prototyping, don't be scared to get it out 
get it on a table, get it in front of friends, get it, get them playing with it, get that feedback early. And then my second point would be take your time in crafting a nice pitch. Cause I, I do kind of think you have a, you know, one shot when you submit, make sure it's a great impression. Um, make sure you thought it, thought it through, I think would be a good help you succeed in every way. If uh, help that percentage go up. <laughs> and how, how important is it to stay in it? If you could give me a perspective, because I know it's a numbers game. You know, I know you have to come up with a lot of ideas and probably people give up a little too early. How important is it just to, to keep, keep pitching, build those relationships and stay in the game? How important is that, Jared, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, the tenacity, it's, it's, a, it's a business where tenacity definitely pays off, okay. I think, and, you know, in any invention, I would imagine, not just toy and game. Um, but if you're truly a creator and you believe in your ideas, you know, it's a right. personal decision for each person. But it, it is a, if you know you have something special and staying staying with it um, and seeing it through. And um, yeah, it is it is a, a, a numbers game to some extent. You know, if you're going to make a living at it, you have to be prolific. And I think that's, you know, again, Leo, another great example of of keep putting things out there, you know, not 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 putting all your eggs in one basket too if there's you know like banking on that one thing you know being your big uh success story sometimes you you want to you want to you know give all the love you can to those those big ideas but you also want to have enough of them that you have a chance of of having one land so i think that is important oh yeah last Quite question leo how do you hang in there any, that's actually i was about to motivated <laughs> I, I mean this is a game of kind of rejection a little bit, right? This is a game of finding something you truly love and showing it to somebody and they say no. So how do you, how do you, how do you keep being motivated to keep on submitting great ideas? So the way I can sleep at night doing this kind of work is that I, I put my stock in my skill set over my products. Not to say I want my products to be the best they can be, my games to be the most fun and bring joy to people, but really at the end of the day, if I think, hey, that project didn't work, but I learned something, it's on my skill set, I'm just going to grow as a designer. I think that's what keeps me kind of in it, having fun, kind of being positive, because it, I don't try to take it too personal. The, the products are my best effort at that time, but I bet you the next one I make is going to be even better. So that's kind of my mindset. The second thing I'd say is don't be afraid to collaborate. I'm a huge fan of collaboration. That's why I kind of reached out to my friends, uh, just kind of have someone to bounce that energy off of to keep that energy kind of positive and fun. Cause I think that we're in this industry for hopefully, you know, bringing joy to people. So make sure you're cultivating that with yourself. I love that advice. And I think it's so true. You, you need to find a community, people you can work with and, and keep coming up with ideas. I think that's motivate that motivates a lot of us because there's something magical when you, when you create something that people really love and they see, and there's something about it that just keeps you coming and, back to do it again and again and again so tap into that um yeah. well thank you both for coming on and sharing the great opportunity with spark that's going around the world now and that portal's just going to be easier so everybody you're watching keep submitting ideas learn as much as you can keep on pitching up your game and help uh, hasbro find the next greatest toy inventor you and invention so keep on submitting those toy concepts to them this is Stephen Key. Thank you guys for watching and thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you.